watch movie based on video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British, Luigi's Latino, and Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Video Games the Movie, the podcast where we talk about, you know, movies that are based on or related to video games. I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, as always, ever-present, good buddy James, my co-host James Maholland. Hello, everyone. And this this time around, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, we talked about so many goddamn garbage games. The last one we did was actually pretty decent, uh, Ratchet Clank. The one before that was not too bad either. It was um, Man vs. Snake. So we've been doing a run of good good ones, you know, not terrible anyway. But I really wanted to do one of my most beloved uh, video game-related media outside of video games themselves. And James hadn't watched it, so I said, gotta check this out it's on netflix you know and he did and that is video games high school and this is a series that came out only a few years ago it's really not all that old um maybe gosh maybe 2010 11 12 jesus yeah so even (laughs) even sooner than i thought so five years old is really really relatively modern and it's a series it's just so cool the idea behind it is there's this high school, or actually a series of high schools, that because video games are so popular, they actually teach video games as a curriculum. But in order to get in these schools, you have to be, like, really badass, like one of the best of the best, kind of like college in general, or know somebody in the way of, you know, maybe your dad is, like, famous for gaming or something in the way of uh, one of the characters we'll talk about. But the the series revolves around one particular character in the way of Brian something i forgot his last name already brian d is what they uh refer that's to him right. as throughout the movie brian d my man and and he's he's really cool he's this kid the beginning of the series or i say series because initially it was like a movie and then they turned it into a series that lasted for three seasons so really cool and you can watch all of that on netflix and once i started watching james me personally i had to watch all of it again you know i had seen it before but i had to watch it again uh-huh. And Brian D is playing with his, like, group of friends, uh, first-person shooter, akin to, I don't know, like, Call of Duty or something. You know, I'm not a big first-person shooter guy. But um, he's playing it, and he has to go AFK at one point, away from keyboard, to get his cat Cheeto, right? Because his mom's a big, lazy turd that she plays her video game, role-playing video games all day. In fact, you don't even see his mom's face. Um, you just hear her talk like once or twice in the whole series and he's trying to catch Cheeto while his friends are all, um, fighting without him. And he's just standing there, you know, doing nothing. And unbeknownst to him, there's this guy. Well, I think, I think we maybe interject real quick, Blaine, sure. just to, just to, uh, give our listeners a visual, like how did, how do they show um, that he's playing a video game? Well, that's what's so cool, James. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Is like, in the video game world, they're actually depicted as themselves, but dressed up in like the gear that, that you would be in a, in the video game. So here you have this young Brian D, but he's dressed up as though he were in the video game. 
quote unquote, he's dressed up as though he were uh, in the military with a big gun and, you know, combat boots and the full nine. And so are all his friends, but they're all kids, but they're dressed as this and they're in a real world environment. But when they get shot, they pixelate and disappear out and whatnot. So it's a video game, but it's a filmed video game, not unlike the Sega CD full motion games, except very unlike that. It, it, the, it sounds weird, but if you watch it, you'll immediately be like, oh, that's kind of cool the way they portrayed this. You know, instead yeah, of. It, it looks great and make, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Instead of like trying to digitize everything and make it look like a an actual video game, quote unquote, uh, they're just depicted as themselves, but in that realm, which is really cool. And that's used throughout in the, the drifting scenes, the fighting scenes with Kai Swan, et cetera, et cetera. The, it's all them as themselves acting out these things and stuff. Really cool. So, yeah, he's standing there, AFK, looking for Cheeto the cat, uh, trying to catch mm-hmm. it, defeat it. Unbeknownst to him, there's this guy, and he's kind of... Like the real life character he's based on, there's this guy back in the day called Fatality that was like the best online player for um, Unreal Tournament. And he was unfucking beatable back in the day. Like when Fatality showed up, you knew you were like the best you could hope for was second place. Like that's legitimately how good he was. And this character in the game, or in the movie rather, is called The Law, and he's based off of Fatality. And. The law is my on, favorite character. Yeah, God, far. God, I love him. He is so good, yeah. so good. Um, and he's one of the writers for the show and creators of the show as well. You know, yeah. and there's there's some inside jokes in that too. You know, I mean, it's very obvious that the guy's a lot older than an actual high schooler, as are most of the actors in this series. Um, yeah. But yeah, just oh, he's so good and he's so pompous and just an asshole. And he's like on this TRL type of show where he's. Um, you know, talking himself up and stuff. And they're like, well, can we get a demonstration of you uh, in action? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he he joins this server. And again, unbeknownst to Brian D, it's the server that Brian is on and he's AFK. And it, when he shows up to any given server, it says the law has joined the room and everyone starts freaking out. They're like, no, not the law. And he's just going around just one-shotting everybody like really lazy style to the way he does things because he's just that good. He knows no one's going to come close to touching him. And then he walks upon Brian D and he sees he's AFK. And what does he do, James? Brian D? I mean, not Brian D. Uh, the law. The law. He, take, he takes out a uh, grenade and puts it on brian d's head mm-hmm. and he's kind of toying with him and he's preparing to um shoot the grenade off of his head killing uh our hero brian d right but, but luckily um, <laughs> brian d is able to satisfy cheeto and get to his computer and make some awesome like move spin where he gets rid of the grenade and shoots and kills the law on live television. Exactly. So this, and he doesn't even know what's going on. The guy, he comes back from AFK. He sees this guy pointing a gun at him. He realizes there's a grenade on his head. He throws it back to the guy, shoots him. Boom. And he's like, Oh, that was cool. And then, immediately in his chat bar they're like oh my god oh my god oh my god you know all these things law killer all this shit instantly becomes famous because he did it on live tv and as such he gets sent to the best school in in the world for video games video game high school and he you know before this he was just like this low level whatever and he gets there 
and he, gosh, who, should, who does he meet first? I don't remember, but he meets up with his future. Meets, uh, yeah, I think it's Kai Swan first. He, yeah, Kai Swan. He meets her, asks her if, you know, she knows where, uh, whatchamacallit is or whatever. And what's cool here is it kind of lays the groundwork to how this school works. She introduces herself. She says, Kai Swan, fighter, 13,000 whatever points. Excuse me. And what she's doing is she's saying that, she's going to the school to learn to be a fighter. Like she plays one-on-one fighting games as a specialty and that she is ranked at such a, this level or whatever. And, um, he's an FPS and he's ranked at the very bottom, you know, and he says, says it back. What's cool about that to me is that, you know, in my high school, we had these cliques. You had the jocks and the stoners and the skateboarders and, you know, the, the art nerds and the drama nerds and all this different stuff. And, this high school is no different except it's completely different. You know, in this high school you have the SPF or the first person shooter guys rather that are like more or less the jocks of the school. They're the ones that get the most attention. And then you have your fighters, you have your drifters, you have your speed runners, you have your sports game fanatics, you have your action platformer cliques. And they're all these different cliques. And it's like, wow, yeah, that would make sense. If there was a video game high school, you know, there would be all these different cliques for all the different genres of video game. And it just depicted so well. And in that first sentence, you go, oh, shit, you know, maybe that's a thing. And then you start to notice in the series that people tend to stick to their own kind. Well, she introduces him or leads him to uh, the principal who basically is Calhoun, Principal Calhoun. He's kind of an asshole and tells him, you know, you're on thin ice. You're only here because you managed to kill the top-ranked player in the world on live TV. Uh, At any moment, you could be expelled from the school kind of thing. And lays the law down, no pun intended. And then he goes to uh, meet his hall, whatever it is. I can't even remember what it's called. And he sees this guy getting beaten up. And he says, hey, guys, don't beat him up or I'll call the hall attendant or whatever it's called. And the guy pipes up and it's this little Asian guy. He's like, I am the hall attendant. He's like, oh, shit. And he ends up challenging one of these two guys in order to uh, save this little Asian kid to an FPS game. And he ends up beating the guy. And when he beats him, they boot that guy from the school. So that becomes very real in that moment that at any time you can be challenged, beaten. And if you're low enough rank, you can get kicked out of school for that, which is equivalent to like, you know, not doing your homework in another school or something. (coughs) Excuse me. Falling below GPA. Yeah. Right. But then through that, he meets, uh, what is it? Is it Jimmy Wong? I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, Ted Wong. Yeah. Jimmy's his dad, right? Well, Jimmy's the his, his actual name in real life, but his character is Ted Wong. Mm, okay. And his brother slash dad. Yeah. His name. Uh, I can't remember his his name. Something uh, Wong. Tommy he calls, Wong. He calls him dad, so I don't know. Well, yeah, it's his. Uh, that you say brothers in real life. Exactly, they're brothers in yeah. real life, but he plays his dad, even though they're only a few years apart. And, yeah. And his dad is like, he's a guitar hero god, right? Uh-huh. Yes. And he's uh, trying to force his child into also being a guitar hero god, basically. And and Ted is not good at playing guitar, rhythm guitar, or whatever guitar you might oh. want to call it. He's actually really terrible at it, but his dad, Freddie Wong, I think is his name in the series, keeps 
pushing him towards it and it you know and as a dutiful son he's trying to uh, appease his dad by staying in these classes even though he's a joke and it turns out he has a real knack for being able to drift and i love the drift characters in this game in particular the teacher the leader i don't i didn't know i could never figure out if is he a teacher or a student i guess he's both kind of right i think he's like a team captain almost well but he collects homework so yeah maybe he's kind of a teacher i don't i don't know right but they they call him dk which is just one of these like soft served like homages to an older video game you know donkey kong dk but it actually in this series or this movie whatever you want to call it stands for drift king and and uh he uh knows about ted's talents for drifting because he's the only guy that's ever come close to beating him and he keeps trying to get him to join the drift team but ted won't do it because he wants to be a good to his uh to his dad there but he ends up dating Kai Swan and she sees that he's that good at drifting, you know, and uh-huh. tries to sacrifice herself <laughs> in, in a sense because when you sign up, apparently at the school there are no takesies, backsies. So when you sign up for any particular class, that's what you're going to be in, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she... swaps his badges out you know and there's also a scene here that I think we should talk about and I I know you know the scene I'm talking about but I'll let you explain to it it's kind of an homage to uh, Super Mario Brothers it is by far my favorite scene in the entire movie Uh and the one where I laughed out loud because it was set up so perfectly Mm -hmm. Um, essentially Brian D, the main character, has his little ID card, and he's going to swipe his ID card um, in the FPS, uh, whatever, club slot. Sure. So he would officially join the first-person shooters. Well, the law like takes his card, and, and he and his cronies kind of steal it, and they a fight ensues, like in the quad, mm-hmm. and his card is brought to a flagpole and run up a flagpole. Um, the fight continues and at one point Brian D sees an opportunity to go get his card and the way he does this is run up a red set of stairs made up of um, I think Tetris pieces actually exactly Um, yeah they look just like the red steps you'd run up in Super Mario 1 yep as you and then he jumps off the top stair and jumps towards the flagpole and it just I think they even freeze frame it for a moment yeah, they just do. to show, like, there it is. There's uh, the first level complete of Super Mario, or every level complete of Super Mario's one. <sighs> he grabs his grabs his ID card and jumps to the ground. And Swipe I it. wish the movie was just full of those type of scenes. It, it like, really is, though. It's just uh, well, yeah, that one. Bit, oh man, that was the best. So good, but yeah, there's a lot of. They use a lot of uh, other things. They they do it so subtly that in, unless you're really looking for these things, you don't notice them. They, they don't try and like beat it over your head. You know, it's just like that was there. And if you'd never played Super Mario Brothers, that scene still fits perfectly. It's fine. But if you yeah. did play Super Mario Brothers, you immediately go, "Oh shit! That was Super Mario yeah. Brothers that just happened right there." This guy ran up a series of red steps, jumped onto a fucking flagpole. And you just, oh, man, so good. But, yeah, throughout the series, man, 
there are uh, homages to uh, Punch Out and um, again Super Mario Brothers, etc. Except like. I, I wish I'd written them all down. There's a lot of them that I caught. I'm sure there's 50 more that I didn't. And there are all yeah. these just little tiny little bits that, they again, they don't beat you over the head with it. They're not saying, hey, you remember that time you played this? It's just like if, if you did and if you catch it, it's just special, you know. And this that's one of the best ones, certainly. But, yeah, he gets in there. He gets uh, to be on the uh, – FPS team, and we forgot to mention that earlier on he did meet Jenny Matrix, uh, this character that ends up becoming his love interest, but it's the law's girlfriend. Now, let me ask you this. I've only seen um, the first, I think, six or seven episodes, Uh Uh, and in those, you could tell, like, they didn't get the rights to, like, you know, say Mario, Super Mario or Zelda. Does, Does that flush out at all later on? Do they ever get any of these rights or take the chance of saying i think i heard him say pokemon once Mm -hmm. and i was like oh here we go but they never they never came back to anything did they ever get any of that stuff i mean some some like they they will say specific game titles here and there a lot of the time Mm -hmm. it's um it's parodied you know it won't be the actual game title it'll be something close um, they do mention a lot of real series as well. They use a lot of real sound clips and stuff from video games. Okay. Um, and, you know, as, as I was saying off air before, excuse me, um, if they, or rather later on in the series, they actually start having like really big name people show up. There's a cameo by Stan Lee in a later episode. There's a, a oh, whole, that one, I think. okay. There's a whole segment with Conan O'Brien, um, I didn't see that. Some big stuff, man. So, like, it actually... It okay, actually, good. I'll keep watching. It was so good. It's, it's good to the end. It really is. I watched it throughout. Like, the third season starts to fall off a bit, and you're kind of like, okay, this probably needs to be the last season, even though you do want more. Um, like a video game's college or something. But, unfortunately, it, it never came to fruition. They will be, uh, or they're in the works right now, of making a cartoon based in the universe of Video Games High School. But none of the original oh. characters are going to reprise their roles because their story is, quote-unquote, done. Um, you may get some characters like Calhoun and stuff that are, you know, evergreen and that they're adults already when this series happened that might show up in that series as well. But characters like your uh, Ginny Matrix, your Kai Swan stuff, they're all unfortunately gone but yeah he um i don't know do we want to spoil more of the movie or not i think we, we pretty much gave you the synopsis like yeah where do we go from there well uh oh yeah kai swan we, we mentioned she she and uh ted they start dating she, she switches their badges during the aforementioned fight and logs herself like into um uh, the guitar classes with dude's dad and uh, or rather logs into the drift team as him and then he when he tries to log in it logs her in to be in the guitar classes so she spends the next year playing guitar she's actually pretty adept at it and he gets into the drift club and he starts really shining in the drift club um, some cool episodes in that regard and stuff yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of goes all over the place after this. I don't know how far you got into it. I'm not going to ruin the whole fucking series for people listening, but this is a yeah, series... Yeah, so it's still so new. We probably should uh, no. not ruin it for everyone. I, is... I still want to keep watching. Oh. I'm hoping that they get into more 
like more games. I feel like the movie, which is the first or five episodes, mm-hmm, it is. it's mainly first person shooters, like 100%, or not about 90% the main thing. Yeah. You got the drifting, you got the uh, rock band, you got a little bit of dance dance revolution. Exactly. In there. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a uh, quick scene when we first meet uh, Kai Swan where she's able, she's like a kind of low key video game creator and she creates quick little pixels of, um, or not pixels, like little characters, uh, retro characters of her and the Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Well, uh, later on, she actually shows her skills off as a fighter. She plays uh, like... Okay, a, good. That's really good, actually, because this fighter shows up to the school that was taunted by like a friend of hers, um, one of the lesser characters, nerdier characters, I can't remember his name. And... Um, she ends up saying that she's him to defend him because this like pro level character shows up and it's like who was taunting me on the chat room blah 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 and and she's like I'm Taco Boy 384 or whatever and he's like you're not Taco yeah. Boy 384 I, I know who you are you're the daughter of the creator of the game and she, she's like that doesn't mean that I'm not Taco Boy 394 and she's like yeah well if you are then I challenge you to a fight and he's like okay cool She's like, well, why did you, you were very good at it three years ago. Why did you quit playing? She's like, well, I mastered the game. She's like, uh, well, I've logged 30,000 hours into the game and I still don't feel like I've mastered it. So I find that very hard to believe. She's like, well, I did. And then they fight. And yeah, that's a cool scene. There's a lot more FPS stuff. The last, the last series, they actually go up against this other school to try and win back their school is the whole plot line is their school gets taken over by these rich twins that are dickheads and they have to like create an FPS team to beat like the top ranked FPS players in the world and they don't have that many players at video games high school so they actually incorporate in like the drifters and the speedrunners and the fighters and stuff and they use their skills in FPS to help in ways that were previously not thought of and that's really cool the way they incorporate that and they uh, they even touch on in the last season uh, these people that play games like Farmville and stuff like that <laughs> and they're depicted as that's being cool. like hillbillies and shit you know it's like Keith Swan is like uh, trying to become the, uh, the the president of video games high school and she's appealing to all the voters and they're like She's like, I think I'm going to go see the, the Farmville players. And I'm like, no, don't bother with them. They're fucking all just a bunch of hillbilly idiots and shit. <laughs> and they're like based out of the basement. And they're playing on like these old like Commodore 64s and shit. And they're all in like overalls and have like these thick accents. And oh, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> just look. Oh, man, it's so good. Everything about the series. Like, I could watch it again right now. I absolutely recommend anyone listening to this. It's like, oh, I've never heard of video games high school. Fucking watch video games high school if you like video games at all. There's something in there for everyone. I mean, there's role-playing yeah. elements later on, like uh, Brian D. and Ted Wong. They go on this whole role-playing adventure in a game that's really akin to, like, World of Warcraft or whatever. Um, all kinds of plot lines. Like, if you like any type of video game at all, it's depicted in some form or fashion. Here, the law comes back, he redeems himself, and then disredeems himself and redeems himself again. And, like, all very hilariously. Uh, like, have you seen the episode where, um, you, you know who Shotbot is, right? He's the 
character in the newsreels that's like a robot that's sit, standing beside. Yeah, and like like kind of like an ESPN type. Thing. Right. Yeah. 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 So there's there's this one episode, or it's an arc of episodes, I I should say, where Shotbot is they're going to deactivate him because the viewers find him to be weird, and uh, his co-host is like. I won't let you deactivate him and like stands up and like fights for him. He's like, you get out of here and you find a story that is so good that, um, no matter what, uh, they have to bring you back on the show. And he's like, I will. And he jumps out the window and like rocket ships out of there. And he goes to video game high school and he like wears a blonde wig to try and pretend like he's this girl. And he gets in good with the law and they kind of fall in, (laughs) they fall in love. And it's like so hilarious, but good. Uh, Oh man, you you just gotta watch the rest of James. I can't recommend it. Enough. I will. I really I, think I, it's a great series, man. No, yeah, I really liked. It. I didn't want to watch too much because I fear I'd get too confused with what we were talking about. But so I watched the first movie, then a few extra episodes. Just sure, to, sure. I liked it so much. Like I just oh. was like, okay, I better stop now. But yeah, I'm gonna finish it. Good, good. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, little trivia for you: Joanne Blaylock and God, I can't remember his name. Uh, but basically, Ginny Matrix and Brian D in real life actually did get married. Um, yeah. They were together for that. about two years. And so that's cool. She's with someone else now. Most of these guys aren't doing anything at the moment uh, outside of Freddie and Ted Wong or Jimmy Wong and Freddie Wong or whatever their names are. The Wong brothers, they're working on new series and such regarding video games. High school. But every every other actor in the series hasn't really done a whole lot else since then. It kind of makes me well, sad. Well, Joanna Brady, she's in like Quantico, and oh, uh, really? looking at her right now, she's in a bunch of stuff I don't watch. But yeah, exactly. She has done quite a bit. She's still doing stuff now. Everyone else seems to have stopped working, but she's yeah. still doing something. Yeah, and she's like what twenty nine, thirty years old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's thirty years old right now. You're right. Yeah, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the characters in the show are actually a lot older than what they appear. I, I looked at like uh, the guy that played Games Dean. I, I found his like Facebook and like his. Yeah, I guess it's his one came claim to fame was that he was on video games high school. Also, really cool about that guy though is like, I guess they had him wear like the heavy jacket and all that stuff to hide the fact that he's like ridiculously ripped. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that dude is actually really ripped so there you go you wouldn't have thought it he kind of looks like a chunker or something but no that guy is muscled um yeah other than that like i I don't have much yeah good to know in case you ever want to you know look up (laughs) games dean which his character is really cool i i don't know i really thought he was cool i thought jumping jacks was a cool character too like all the characters like no matter how bit they were they had a unique personality and stuff that they maintained throughout the series. And yeah, I just, I, I love this show. Maybe it's just because of my affinity towards video games in general. And I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's so good. And it just touches so many or clicks so many switches or buttons in my head that I'm like, yep, love it. So definitely if you're listening, this is by far for me, I don't know about you, James, by far the best thing we've done for this show and I can't imagine anything really beating it out that I've seen previously this is just my favorite video games related show and or movie so check it out guys I really think you'll enjoy it I I don't want to hype it up too much because then you'll be like well it's got shoddy production values and stuff yeah I mean this was done as an internet series initially it's it's cheaply done for the most part but it's still really fucking good 
Anyway, you can find me at RetroCal, that's K-H-E-L, on Twitter. You can find James at James Milholland on Twitter. You can find us both at Retro Game Core, that's Core spelled C-O-R-P-S. Um, listen to our friends over at the RPG Show, Derek and Don over at the uh, RPG Podcast. Uh, whoever else I'm forgetting, I don't even know at this point, James. It's, it's Tina too, McVeigh. Sure, listen her. to Tina McVeigh, her podcast about uh, dating guys that are and marrying. Living caves. Yeah, that live in caves. <laughs> what was up with that guy, James? I, I want to interview that guy so bad. I'm yeah. like, dude, dude, why do you live in a cave? You live in a mud yeah. hut. What are you doing? Yeah. You live in America. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's right, not get yeah. off on that talent or tangent, excuse me. Okay, okay. Sorry, guys, if I sounded weird on this episode. I mentioned on the other recording we did, but I just had some major dental work done today. I'd knocked a tooth out a while back uh, doing who knows what. And, uh, yeah, I ended up getting uh, a replacement put in and stuff, and, yeah, it's it's killing me and it's kind of awkward to talk because I kind of got used to not having that tooth there and it's only been uh, the last five hours or so that I've actually had one there so if I sound a little weird blame that Um, anyway thanks for listening well thank you buddy (laughs) so until then uh, keep it retro and we'll see you next time see you later everyone This place has been forgotten A relic of the road Now I'm on my own It seems I was only dreaming Of a life that never ends To say goodbyes the hardest part So farewell, my friends We shall be reminded Of adventures that we share While the storm rages around us And the wind begins to tear Down the door Down the door Just give me one last morning With a sword still in my hand And I'll slay all them giants Save the princess from this land But I am not your lion heart I am just a fool Who made believe I was a king But forgot I had to rule Through the darkest hour Chasing the setting sun But I'm ashamed of what I've become This time I feel we've gone too far This time I know 